Welcome to this Thanksgiving special for the Just Being Amos podcast with my guest Brad Bell from the Confirmed Epic Podcast. We're going to talk about the Simpsons Thanksgiving Horror Special. Also talking about the whole vs. Wolverine movie, possibly. And talk about Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. And also we're going to talk about what Thanksgiving means to us. And also some AEW wrestling. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. I have a special guest with me. This is going to be a Thanksgiving special. I have my my friend Brad Bell from the Confirmed Epic Podcast. What up, Brad? Happy Thanksgiving, Amos. I'm thankful to be back on your podcast, but overall thankful to be just podcasting in general because it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while from the word of, what is that, Bob group name, Stain? <laughs> it's been a while. So, yeah, man, uh, happy Thanksgiving to my audience, to my listeners. You know, I'm just a special one. This I'm going to upload it today on Thanksgiving Day after I'm done talking with Brad, things of that nature. So, Brad, how's the family, man? Man, everything's going good. It's just been uh, a lot the past few days. My daughter's been sick, but she's getting better. So she's just been tired and ill. And as she's gotten better, you know, we're transitioning into the Christmas season. So we put our Christmas tree up yesterday because we're not going to have family over here. I'm going over actually to my mom's and we're going to my, my wife's a nurse, Abby. So she's working today. We're going to her parents tomorrow. And I think all the excitement of putting up the Christmas tree kind of overwhelmed her, and she was just so ill last night. So it's an exciting time as a parent because you get to see the smile on their face, but it's also a stressful time. But in relation to geeky stuff, we put all of our, like, ornaments up, our Hallmark ornaments we've been collecting through the years. And uh, I was just going to throw this out to you. I know this is Thanksgiving. Right. But... In America, that means it's Christmas, pre-Christmas, right? Yeah, right. At least, from, <laughs> at least from a retail perspective. But I don't know if you collect ornaments or you have any, like, geeky ornaments you put up. My mom had got me an ornament every year pretty much since I'd been born. So I'd have ornaments on my tree. And uh, I just – my favorite one is a Green Ranger ornament that I have oh, uh, from, top, from the uh, original Mighty Morphin Power Ranger series. And uh, one of my friends was over here about four or five years ago. We had we used to have a big Christmas party every year. You have kids, though. It's kind of hard to do that. And uh, he actually, after a few beers, tried to steal the ornament. I had to uh, confiscate it from him before he walked out the door. I mean. Oh, no. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't, like, legitimately going to take it. He was just, you know, acting like he was. And he was showing it to me as he was walking out the door. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm no, grabbing that. Don't play. Don't play with that at all, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's probably, like, my favorite. Do you have any ornaments or anything like that? You Like, geeky ornaments you put up? or? No, I do not put up ornaments. I do not put up a Christmas tree. Nah, what's what? Up? Bah humbug. Yeah, wow. yeah. Call me Scrooge if you want to, man. You know I don't care. <laughs> All right. Is there a reason? Is it just too much work? Or it's too much don't... work, man. I, 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 when I was in a relationship, I had a pet put the Christmas tree up and stuff of that nature, and I, it's just too much for me, man. <laughs> I just, you know, so much going on with my life. I'm 
working this and that. I don't even get home. Like I'll probably have to do it on the weekend, but I just don't. I don't do it. I mean. Wow. You put up like three podcasts a week. You don't have time to put up a Christmas tree. I get it. I yeah, get it. man, that's that's my priorities right now. <laughs> my holiday special for my holiday yeah. podcast. But but happy Thanksgiving, Amos. Yeah, happy same to you too, man. And I want to tell everybody what I'm thankful thankful for. But I'm thankful every day anyway and grateful. But you know, I'm thankful for having um, friends in my life that love me, care for me, my family. You know. Thanks to my friends like you, Brad, Brian, it. Brian, Trevor. I, the list goes on. My mom and dad. So I'm thankful for having those people in my life. So it's just not for just one day. You understand? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've been a shitty friend to Amos yes, because he yeah. calls me about uh, twice a week, and I probably pick up once every other week. It's not because I'm ignoring Amos. It's just it's crazy town around here, man, with a puppy, a kid, and a pregnant wife. So I get it. I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I'm just so thankful that you brought me back on this podcast because this is, yeah, it's a podcast and you're going to put content out there and that's good for you, but it's also a chance for friends to catch up on the holiday. Yeah, that's true. That's so true, man. So, I don't know, since we're on the topic of Thanksgiving, now I recently, just today, I watched The Simpsons. They got a new. They had a new thing now called the uh, what's it Thanksgiving Thanksgiving horror. Oh, was it I watched horror? this yesterday. <laughs> yes, I watched this yesterday. So I watched it today, man. And like, wow, this is pretty good. I haven't watched The Simpsons in a long time. So it when's was, the last time you like watched The Simpsons like the season like multiple episodes in a row? Like what year? Man, this is 2019. Shit. Uh, let me see. Maybe 2008. Yeah, 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 it's been a long time, man. For me, it was uh, 07, because I, I kind of got into it when the Simpsons movie came out, and the show was just complete garbage. Yeah. But this year, I was like, okay, I was watching some football, and you know, it's on Fox, they're advertising. I'm like, I'm going to give it a chance. So, I've watched every episode, I think it's season 31 or 32. Wow. And I've, wa- I've watched every episode, dude, this year, and it's been like, spot on phenomenal writing like this episode is not just a one-off this whole season has been great um, okay i might go back and watch it dude you know since i got hulu so the simpsons is on there yeah uh, so i might check it out yeah but i thought this episode was hilarious man <laughs> for those who haven't seen it yet it's going to be spoilers i'm going to say it right now but you know yeah. they did an episode about the turkeys the mean of thanksgiving on the turkey's perspective <laughs> The Homer Simpson and his um, family was the turkeys, and um, yeah, and it was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. The whole time, the whole time, it's like don't, <laughs> don't, yeah. So they give the the perspective of the turkey, which is not a good thing. And no. yo, it was ridiculous, man. It was just so funny, and it was gruesome too. <laughs> to be honest, with the head chopped off, and yeah, it was it was something else. And they also did an episode that dealt with the um. The movie Life with Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal, they did a parody of that. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that movie Life that was kind of like an alien ripoff. Right. I watched it and I enjoyed it. It was, uh, but, so, but they were, yes, it was Life, but they were also paying like homage to Alien 2. That was like the third of the three skits that they did. That's right, because Milhouse was talking about doing the Bill Paxton line. He said, game over, man. Game over. Yeah. He wasn't saying that, but... <laughs> You yeah. knew what it was if you were an alien Aliens, fan. yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty cool, man, to do that. 
So they did that and also did another one that was de- – oh, it was dealing with the AI. That was a good one. That was, that a was good probably one. my favorite of the three was the Marge AI replacing her. I like that one too. Yeah, that was, I think that was the best one for all three. So, yeah, it, it was dealing with how technology take over and how lazy we are as far as the society of doing and That's things. the thing that always made The Simpsons so good in, like, the first eight to ten seasons was – they were subtly commenting on what was going on in society, even though they were pop culture, but about pop culture, about political culture, about everything. Right. And as seasons progressed, it seemed to me kind of hitting you over the head with it rather than subtly crafting those jokes. Were, were, they, but, the, were they the one that made jokes of Disney owning Fox? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> See? And now they're all these seasons are on Disney Plus now. I mean, not the season that's going on currently, but all the other seasons are. Yeah, people are not happy because I think it was the ratio aspect of the whole thing. It, they was off. Of, yeah, you know. that just shows you how spoiled we are in 2019. It's like you have every damn episode of The Simpsons at your fingertip, and it's not exactly perfect, so you're bitching and complaining. Like, yeah, right. excuse my language on Thanksgiving. So. Hey, man, come on, dude. But you know what? <sighs> have you got Disney Plus, right? I did, well, like everybody else in the world. I, I got it also, but I got it through Verizon. So, I mean, I got because of the plan they had, unlimited data user. So I got the whole entire year free. So yeah. I'm going to, I was going to pay for it anyway, but I was going to pay. This. I got that bundle like your friend that you, I, I listened to y'all's Disney plus episode. I forgot the gentleman's name. So you'll have to excuse me, but I got the bundle just like he did. Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt. Man, yeah, man, Matt, man. Yeah. He, he's a big star Wars fan. Yeah. UFC fan too. Yes, I remember that. Yes, he is, man. See, someone listen to my podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. I listen to every episode except anime. No offense to Trevor. Yeah. I'm not an anime fan. I know there's tons of people who love anime. Yeah. But I, I just skip past those because I have no interest. But I still listen to the other parts of the episode. Yeah. I, I just want to say one thing about that Simpsons episode. My favorite joke actually came in the first like three minutes. Uh, the aliens show up and oh, they're yeah. dressed as they're dressed as pilgrims or Puritans, however you want to say it. And they're like, oh, you know, we're glad you're in the Thanksgiving spirit. He's like, no, we're here to take over this world. Isn't this how coloni- oppressive colonizers dress? A little history, a little history lesson there, right? <laughs> that was hilarious. Kind of yeah. brought me back to Black Panther a little bit, how they call the white people colonizers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but now that, man, that was just a, it's the first time they did that. It was a play on the, the Treehouse of Horror that they're famous for for Halloween. For Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I, that was a, that's a that was great to have something different, you know. Like I said, they like the Halloween, you know, Treehouse tree, tree of Horror. That's the Halloween thing, but it might be an ongoing thing now since they did it the that's, first time. That's what I was gonna ask. Is this one so good that you just want it to be a one-off, or do you want them to come back next year? And, and I want them to this? come back next year and do it, man. I think if if it's, it's successful. I, I think it's successful. I think the radio yeah, it is, is, man. Like everybody's talking about it online. And when's the last time everybody talked about the Simpsons online? Yeah, so I think they actually should go do it again next year, man. Do some more yeah. parodies of some horror films or science fiction film with a Thanksgiving twist. So I think they should do that. And so I'm kind of glad that we're talking about this right now on Thanksgiving Day. Um, the Simpsons. Um, what was it Thanksgiving horror? Check it out. Have you haven't seen it yet on Hulu or? Fox, I'm not going to plug it in, Fox, whatever <laughs> um, streaming service they have with Fox now. 
No, yeah, Disney. Disney has The Simpsons. I don't know if Fox has a streaming service. No, they don't have Fox is owned by Disney, Disney right? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or go on YouTube if you can, if you find it, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, There's man. not many Thanksgiving like movies or TV shows out there because it's all about Christmas because of the money that's made off of Christmas. Don't, don't but... you feel like Thanksgiving felt like a stepchild a little bit and I looked at, you know, they looked over? Like, they just skip yeah. you and, you know, you here for that one day, but we got Christmas coming up. <laughs> so Yeah, it does feel that way, but as an adult, I think I like Thanksgiving just as much as Christmas as a kid I did, but it's like Christmas Thanksgiving is without the pressure of getting everybody present. So I am with football. Oh yeah. So I, I like Thanksgiving just as good. It's just, but Christmas is such a commercial juggernaut. Oh man. Don't you agree? That's be another topic, man. I got to talk about. Man, Chris, that would be a good one. Maybe we can do that one like before Christmas or something. We should do a Christmas episode if you'll have me back on. Yeah, I'm gonna be in Mississippi, but you know I take my equipment with me. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> I'll take yeah. it with me, man. Well, yeah. So go check out Simpsons' new um, special Thanksgiving special. So my other topic I was I sent you is I was talking about Mark Ruffalo making a um, making a well, like, can I say a comment about the, he wants the Hulk versus Wolverine. And I said to myself, you know, which Hulk do you want? Because we do not want the Hulk, the brainy one. We want yeah. the one full of rage and anger. It said puny human. Feral Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want that Hulk, you know what I'm saying? Puny human, Hulk smash. I want that. I mean, brainy Hulk is okay, but, man, when it goes up, go against Wolverine, we want that Hulk, you know? What's your opinion yeah. on that? Well, I mean, I think just like every other nerd when I read this story, and I don't tweet much, but I did tweet about this. I used to tweet all the time, but we all went to Incredible Hulk 181, where Wolverine's first, I think he shows up at the end of 180. Yeah, he 181 does. is a full appearance. Yeah, it's for, that's the famous one where he's hitting Hulk on the cover that's worth a ton of money if you have it. Of course. And to see, to see that in a movie would be badass. I had a friend who, uh, one of my old friends from high school, Chase, I posted this on Facebook as well. I just copied and pasted my tweet. And he said he would like to see a standalone Hulk movie and this be the post credits. However, I think with licensing, Marvel still can't, or Disney still can't do a standalone Hulk movie. Because it's universal. As a universal yeah. rights. They can do him with another character. So I think they could do Hulk versus Wolverine. But I don't think you could have like a whole Hulk movie and then introduce him in the post credits. Yeah, that's yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But But at the same time, yeah, who don't we don't want the smart Hulk. I'm sure they get a decent writer, he can find a way for him to go back to the feral Hulk or some reason and to go back to crazy Hulk and Hulk smash. And we see that badass fight between those two. I, I think that that would be a good way to introduce Wolverine into the MCU. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that, man. But I thought, I think that was pretty cool for him to mention that, you know, I think Kevin Feige might be down for something like that. Cause right now they still working on phase five of the other movies. Cause they made an announcement. They added more movies, a month or later, early this month. See, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. You know, I love superhero movies, but I feel like Avengers Endgame has like ruined me because I keep thinking, no matter what they do, it's not going to be as good as that. I yeah. mean, it, it's the pinnacle of like superhero blockbuster movie cinema. 
So I, I guess I'm, again, I'm just spoiled by that, but I don't know. I'm not as excited about the MCU. I'm going to see these movies, but I'm not like on the edge because I, I don't know what we're building toward yet. Well, I mean, I'm going to change. I'm going to change a little bit on that one. I kind of disagree okay. on that on with you on that. I mean, it is the pinnacle of superhero movies, and it's gross. It's the number one grossing movie of all time, right? Yeah. But as a fan, I can't wait to see what's coming next. I mean, I to believe me, like the the animation, the what if thing. I love that, man. I mean, it's just something new. You know, I mean, I might be we we, we are spoiled to a point. We are. We are spoiled. But as as we are spoiled, though, I also want to know. I want to know what's going going forward. I mean, like you said, Endgame was the pinnacle of superhero movies, grossed many so much money. And but then again, after Phase what is Phase Three? No, it's Phase Four now. Yeah. A after this and Phase Five, you know, who's to say? Maybe one day they might bring back Steve Rogers for something because they 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 mess with time travel a little bit. <laughs> they mess with different timelines and stuff. Now, remember, we got Doctor Strange coming out, the Multiversal Madness. Then we got Wonder, um, uh, Wonder, Scarlet Witch, Wonder Vision, Wonder Vision, yeah, Scarlet Witch and Vision. So who's to say that they might down the line, or well, two or three years from now, they might bring in some of the old characters back? But we're not getting Robbie Downey Jr. back. I know that much because only time. So he's gonna do a voice, voice. right? He's gonna do the voice. Yeah, yeah. what if? So that, but that would not be credited as uh, an appearance. Canon. Canon, yeah. But you know, I, I'm I'm still a fan. I mean, of Marvel, the MCU, Disney, and they don't have many movies coming out next year. They got two movies, and the rest is like on the streaming service. I love how we say we they don't have many movies. They have two. Two. I mean, the movies two. two, but they have nine. It's up to four now. It's which used to be three. No, yeah. two, three, nine is up to four now. That's who's to say they might do freaking five? Who knows, man? Well, like, I think this is a good strategy to go with two, especially supplementing with Disney Plus because they do need to kind of pull back just a little bit and get people invested in their new characters like uh, Shang Chi and uh, like the Eternals, known characters, the Eternals. Yeah, but. I think once I know what they're building toward, I'll get really pumped again. But as for now, I'm just like tempered excitement. Yeah, this that's me, man. I mean, I'm I'm just liking it, man. I just I'm along for the ride. To be honest with you, man, because like now, MCU, Disney, they've got all my money, Blu-rays, yeah. streaming service, books. Everything. <laughs> you might as well just have Disney like take a part portion of your pay paycheck like auto withdrawal when you get paid. Yeah, right. Damn. Take take the two hundred dollars out of my damn checking account. <laughs> it's like a bill. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. So yeah, that was an announcement. Um, you know, earlier this week that you know he made a comment about it. I think that's a great comment to make. To have the people at Disney, Kevin Feige, and the people thinking like yo that might be a great idea to do you know like they said they got the x-men now so in the fantastic four so who's to say maybe the hulk might come on the end credit in one of the x-men movies wolverine who, who knows it might, it might be just imagine wolverine going in the forest in the Can canadian forest whatever and all of a sudden in the end credit he stumbles upon the window and the hulk 
I'll tell you what would be cool is if, like, Wolverine, like you said, he's hunting in the Canadian forest, yeah. and he encounters, like, brainy Bruce Banner, and he <laughs> just starts attacking him, and then Bruce, like, loses his, his shit and goes back to being feral Bruce Banner, and all of a sudden, you just have this epic fight in the snow or something. <laughs> well, actually, they actually did an animation of that. Have you ever seen that before? I, I've seen that one. That one's pretty good. That's pretty good with Deadpool, Omega Red, and Lady Deathstrike. You know, it was it was Hulk versus Wolverine, Hulk versus Thor, so it was a Hulk versus thing. And the better, I think it's on uh, Disney Plus now. Yeah, it might be, but I own it on DVD, so I bought it years ago, and I still have it. And man, that was a good one, man. <laughs> As the confrontation between Hulk and Wolverine, yeah, uh, that was a great that was a great um, action sequences in that animation in that movie. So yeah, man, I, mean, I hope it happens. I can't wait if it does. I hope, I hope it happens, man. It so, probably will. So that's one topic we're talking about so far on this podcast, on this Thanksgiving special. <laughs> that's nice, man. We're talking about turkey, Hulk, Wolverine. <laughs> that's right, man. You can't go wrong with any of those things. <laughs> no, you cannot, man. So uh, the next topic I was talking about, uh, I text you, was that I want to talk about I heard, I read, I read the room, I read it. There was a rumor that it's going to Suicide Squad and the Birds of Prey might end up being rated R movies, rating, I mean, ratings, right? I'm like, okay, they did the Joker, and that's the only rated R movie they've done so far for DC. So, do you think they should go that route still with those, those two um, movies? I think if organically the content takes them there and it's justified to be rated R, they should. I think if they're just wanting to be rated R because they're like, oh, Joker's the, made so much money. It's a billion-dollar grocer for Warner Brothers. Still have just, not seen it. I still haven't seen it either. And I, that was um, – I made I – do, you don't do Letterbox, do you, the social media yeah, you site? Yeah, told me about it. So I do Letterbox, and you can make lists. And at the beginning of the year, I did my top ten most anticipated movies of 2019, and it was Joker – Avengers Endgame and then the Rise of Skywalker and this was my number one most anticipated movie of the year the Joker and I've heard nothing but great things but just hadn't had time to go see it man I'm gonna buy it on digital as soon as I can but uh I hope it's not reactionary I hope this isn't like post Deadpool where like okay we need to make everything rated R for for superhero movies which some of that turned out good right like logan was rated r oh, rated that was r. one of the best superhero movies ever but that character it does need a rated r he needed it because look the man got freaking claws coming out of his hand now if you get yeah. stabbed by something that's sharp you're gonna bleed <laughs> it just makes logic sense to me you know and many years they had done the like the x-man movie wolverine with his claws and stuff like that and and you see people dying they actually put like in not Logan, but the Wolverine, they put the animated the the CGI blood. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, but then when they put out Logan, you actually got you actually got a rated R movie, but it was done well, it was written well, and it was organic. Like you said, that you need something like that. Just having it rated R for the sake of it, thinking you're gonna make billions of dollars like you did to your previous movie. I think that's so. Not a Suicide good idea. Squad and which which other movie? Amos? Birds of Birds of Prey. Suicide Squad, I see being rated R because those are some darker characters of most of the time. Like Deadshot, Harley Quinn's pretty dark Killer in some Shark. comics, depending on Killer Croc. Yeah, but Birds of Prey, why does that need to be rated R? Because it got Harley Quinn in it. Why. 
Yeah, but that's the only one that I would. Say. The orphan can be violent too. She's gonna be in it, right? I think so. It's, uh, uh, what's it? No, it's um the huntress. What's the huntress? But you know the character, the orphan. Yeah, that's the Batman to, um, she was, hero. Yeah, she wasn't introduced in like the No Man's Land arc, if I remember right. She doesn't talk, but I thought she was gonna be in Birds no, of Prey. Maybe I'm so. wrong, no, but no, no, I think she's not. It's is Huntress, Renee Matoya, Holly Quinn, and someone else. I uh, can't think. You know of. what? I don't give two shits about that movie. The only reason I care about Suicide Squad two. It's because Gunn. it's James Gunn. That's right. it. Like the first Suicide Squad was like a collection of scenes mashed together, and there were some cool scenes, but as a movie, it was garbage. So why should I be excited? I mean, she was awesome as Margot Robbie was awesome as Harley Quinn, but like, why should I be excited for either one of these movies? I'm not really big in the Birds of Prey, man. I think they just they um, cashing in on the Harley Quinn name, and she's so popular right now. The fact, name of that movie is terrible. It's like, what is it called? The it's, it's Emancipation the of, of something with Holly Quinn. That's oh, all I know. Oh, come <laughs> on, dude. Like, how did that crap even get that green? No way that's the title when it comes that, out, that right? Cannot, that cannot be the title, dude. But you know what McGregor's playing, right? Ewan McGregor, right? He's playing Black, Black Mask, Mask, which that's awesome. But I don't want to see. I want to see Black Mask go up against Dan Batman, Thank not you. the Birds of Prey. Thank you. I, I probably sound like some chauvinistic asshole right now, and I, I'm sorry if I do because I'm all for female characters and female empowerment. I loved Captain Marvel, but it, it has nothing to do with whether or not the characters are female or male. I just want interesting characters, you know. I understand. I understand because Black Mask is a, a Batman villain. <laughs> have you noticed that they take so many Batman? Could Batman have one of the best villains out there, dude? Point blank. He has the best rogues gallery. Yeah. Spider Man's a close second. Yeah, so come on. So I understand they want to use those characters, man. But for me, I would not go see Birds of Prey at all. And Suicide Squad, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to see. I mean, I'm all yeah. about. I mean, I love. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a male chauvinist person. I'm not. I'm not that. I like female characters, man. Hell, I read books with female characters in it. I like Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman. You know, I like those movies. Hell, yeah. man. Shit, so I, if shit, I watch a movie with Angelique Jolie, one with Salt, with him in Tomb Raider. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, I mean, it's just the fact that I'm not... Being... I, I, I don't know if, you know, you watching the Angelina Jolie nah, Tomb right. Raider makes you uh, Gloria Steinem here, the leader of the National Organization of Women. <laughs> you know, my, my point is this, that my point is this. I mean, I watch the um, characters who are females, you know, protagonists. Yeah, yeah, protagonist, yeah. man. I have nothing against that, man. It's just that I'm not gonna watch Birds of Prey. I think it's gonna be corny. That's my opinion. I haven't. We're not giving it a chance, but that's my opinion. I'm not gonna watch it the first week or the second week. Can uh, I ask you a quick question? Yeah, go ahead. Brad. About this. So Donald Trump screened the Joker at the White House. Oh he my said, goodness! Why are you bringing that up? Have, have you read? Have you read this? No, man. Okay. So seriously, he screened the Joker at the White House. And he, he said he absolutely loved it. He loved the movie. You think he's going to scream Birds of Prey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a big hell no. Uh, hell no. I would, yeah. No. Uh -uh. I bet, uh, okay, that's our Trump talk for today, I yeah, think. Yeah, so. no, 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 man. No, why are you trying to make a downer, dude? Come on, man. We're not going to talk about that. 
Okay, okay. I'm I, sorry. I, I already done one of my social um things already on my last podcast, man. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm not gonna do that no more. No time, not no no time soon. No politics. Yeah. No social justice right now. We just talk about comic book related stuff. Okay, Brad. Thank you very much, Brad. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> Won't you emancipate us from this topic? I'm on. Yeah, really, dude. So that's that's crazy, man. So yeah, man. Suicide Squad definitely gonna see. I like the lineup they got, man. James Gunn. Love his work for the Guardians Galaxy movies. Uh, I will go see that before Birds of Prey. I'm gonna just leave it like that. So yeah. I know you say the same thing too. So. Yeah. I watch Birds of Prey when it comes out for sure. I'm not gonna skip the movie. I watch it when it comes out on digital. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So there we go. So rated R movies for DC. But you know what? I think DC did some more news too. I think they announced. Oh, Shaz- not Shazam, but Black Adam. The Rock. oh yeah, I saw that. It's Christmas 2021. Yeah, yeah, the Black Adam man. Um, the I want to see this movie, but I, this is the concept art that the, I forgot who did the art. It wasn't Jim Lee. It, it was someone think. else, but Jim Lee brought it on social media. But yeah, it's not Jim Lee. But the, was that Howard Porter? I'm not for sure. I can't Maybe, even... but it was badass concept art. Rock tweeted it out. Jim Lee tweeted it out. Hell, maybe it was Jim Lee. I don't know. But I, I retweeted it on at the real Brad Bell, R-E-E-L. But I will say, man, this movie is sounds exciting. It looks badass, but I, it's like one of those things, I believe it when I see it. Right. Because there's just been so much talk about this and how are we going to do Black Adam without Shazam? But hell, they did Joker without Batman. So I guess they can make it it's, work, make, right? They make it work. It's, it's possible. They can make it work, man. So they they announced that with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And they also talking about The Flash also. That it might be delayed because the guy who's... This been, movie is never coming out, no, dude. Come on. No, man. It, I don't want to see it, to be honest with you. I don't. Ezra Miller? No, I don't is, want to. So you know why they said they can't do it? They really want to do the Flash movie, like because he's doing Fantastical Beasts, right? Fantastic. Yeah, Beasts. they said his schedule's too tied up with those, and those movies suck too. <laughs> <laughs> I am being such a downer, but I just don't give a crap. I mean, so there's so much of the there's so much stuff, and there is some really really great stuff out there. Like for example, you know what the best thing DC has done this year, in my opinion. What's that, Brad? It's the Watchmen show on HBO. I still have this not is, watched that. This is the best show on TV right now. I know that's not a hot take because a lot of people have said that. But, man, it's not for everybody. If you're into politics, if you're into social commentary, and if you're a superhero fan, which I check all three of those boxes. Yes, you are. This show was, it was like, tailor-made for you. It is the concept is, I know you and I have talked about, I don't mean to take your podcast off on a tangent, but we're talking <laughs> DC. So right. if, if it's cool, can we talk about The Watchmen? Because I'm thankful for this show. The Watchmen, we could talk about it for a second. <laughs> so okay, a second. okay. So the everybody knows The Watchmen, Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons, one of the top five graphic novels of all time. Groundbreaking, yeah. yeah. So this show it's nine episodes i think it we're on episode six this sunday night and it's the only reason i have hbo is for this show is what if the watchman comic happened so all the stuff with the giant squid in 1985 yeah right i remember that what would society in 2019 be like afterwards and the, yeah and the president 
in this show is Robert Redford. Oh, really? And he's been president for 30 years. Oh, my goodness. And, and he's refused to give up power. And it's basically what they wanted to do because they were interviewing Damon Lindelof. He does this show. He's one of the guys that did Lost. Oh, my God. Which he, you know, he did Leftovers, too. I didn't watch Leftovers, but I heard great things about it. But he wanted to say, okay, we've seen what a conservative celebrity off-the-hinge president would look like. We got one right now in the White House. I know I said I wouldn't bring up Trump again. I'm sorry. Damn, man. Uh, But uh, Robert Redford is like the liberal Trump. I mean, he's more eloquent because it's Robert Redford. And they never show it. They never show him, like, as portraying this character himself as this president redford character but it's always alluded to in the background and man amos it is just i, I can't just it, to say they do great universe building is not correct because it was alan moore and dave gibbons they built this universe but how they've expanded the watchman universe into 2019 times and dealing with 2019 topics i mean it's phenomenal. spot on Can- it's spot on huh Confirmed epic. Well, when I when I read an article, it was that the first episode that with black the um, uh, what is it the black market uh, black market um black stock black, black, market the so, black Wall Street. I'm sorry, black yeah, Wall Street. Yeah, black Wall Street. Yeah, so and, Tulsa, the Tulsa massacre. Massacre, right, man? That was that was that was sad, man. Holy that, shit! That was sad. Is, you know what's sad is how many people don't know about it. I I was never taught. I was a history major. I have a master's in history education, Amos. But not again, to toot my own door. But then again, Brad, I'm gonna do a little thing. I'm gonna say something to you about that. Now, okay. when it comes to history, man, you know I'm a history major too. I'm political science and history too. I read. Shit, the, I didn't know that. How did I not know this after all this time? I didn't know that was your major. Yeah, man. So okay, political awesome. science. Yeah, so. The thing is, man, that I know history through the books that I was taught. But then again, I come from a town that's predominantly black. I was taught that a long time ago. Yeah. And that, that was part of because people, they don't want to tell you all the bad things in history. They try to, they, they say little things about it, but they don't go in depth about it. See, in my class, I try to. Like, I, Christopher Columbus is a piece of shit scumbag, and I tell it like it is. Yeah, he really but, is. <laughs> but at the at the same time, like, if you don't know it, you can't teach it. And I was never taught that in college, like, in high school. But I will tell you that I'm – I mean, I'm not going to spend, like, three days on it. But I'm, when I get to my American history, too, and we're in the early 1900s, I'm going to talk about that, the uh, Black Wall Street thing. Because it's something that kids need to know about. It's something yeah, because that people they were, need to know it about. It was a prosperous – community man it was everything you have lawyers doctors banks and things like that because of some woman said something that a black guy said something to her on an elevator mm. you didn't say nothing then all of a sudden these people get killed and massacred man it was ridiculous what's was, crazy is the emmett till story the emmett it's till story like, stuff that. like that right it's something and, similar and to I that do- I teach that, but this is like Emmett Till times like 500 because all the people that died, like we're not talking about, I mean, Emmett Till was horrible, but that was one person where tons of African-Americans were killed in uh, this Tulsa riot or Tulsa massacre, not riot. So the Watchmen put that out there and people were like, huh, what? Like, yeah, man, this really happened. So it's kind of cool that they did that. See, that's what superhero storytelling can be at its best, man. Like when it's interwoven with 
like real life stuff. I just I love that. I love or is commenting on real life stuff like Civil War and the Patriot Act, which is right. why I still love that story so much. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that's that's I'm kind of glad you brought that up too, man. Thanks for bringing that up, um, Brad. I, that, it's I, it's worth getting yeah. HBO for. It's worth fifteen bucks a month for HBO to watch that. Get it, watch it, binge it, drop HBO. See, you, plug, get the, so you plugging them in already, dude. I get the Blu-rays when they come out because it's worth on the man. It's just it's great. Like I, I can't say enough good things about. it. I'm sorry, I'm gushing about it. But. Yeah, man, I might get the Blu-ray, man. But that's a, that's one one of Alan's more Alan Moore's um, babies, man. But you know what? He doesn't like Hollywood. You know what? I, I was talking to my friend Joe, who's the one who gave me his copy of Watchmen when we were in like middle school, and. Uh, I said, as much shit as Alan Moore talks about how he doesn't want Watchmen to be expanded and he doesn't watch movies and all that, like, here's the best endorsement I can give this show. Alan Moore is not going to watch this. Oh, no. But if he, if he did watch it, he would be proud and he would like it. And that's the thing, though, what you just <laughs> explained to me, man, that's what he's talked about in the damn graphic novel. Yeah. I like, it's the same thing. <laughs> but, but that's him, though. But yeah, he he doesn't really like care much for Hollywood and his doing his work and stuff like that. In interpretation of his work, yeah. So he got a big, um, big grind about that, man. So yeah, so check out Watchmen on HBO, like Brad said. You know, fifteen ninety nine a month. You want to play, pay for it? That's on you. Wait for the Blu Ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Damn, Brad. Damn, did a pretty good job there, buddy. Bringing up something I wasn't even <laughs> expecting. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, we were talking about DC, and it's like we were talking about, I mean, we always crap on DC. Yeah, uh, somewhat. It's easy to do. They're like an easy punching back, but then you kind of forget that they have one of the best TV shows in the entire year. Yeah, and unless you have HBO, I mean, you're not talking about it probably. Yeah, he's right about that, man. So, since we're talking about comic books and stuff of that nature, also, I want to talk about, I think I mentioned this to you just a few minutes ago, before we started the podcast, is that, you know, this, I was on Twitter, and I was looking at um, people's fee, um, fees, man, and I was talking about this um, Dunny case that was going off on someone, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. So, come to find out, a creator... He actually put a book out there, right? And I'm going to read a tweet right now as I'm talking to you. And then the guy said this, um, guy, Brandon Cordron, um, that's his handle, or Mighty Kinko, that's his name, Mighty Kinko. I, so I said on Twitter, I said, what this conversation is about? So he said, the artist of an indie book called Crowded, he says it's a good book, it's a made a thread about how devastating it was to find out their book had got 90,000 plus reads on a piracy website, man. And he had to switch to a trade and shorten his plan for a new uh, for a book, you know, for a low sales, man. So my thing is to you. Um, this is my question, man. Do you think people should do that when you know that a book, including an indie book, you're not talking about DC and Marvel, man, because DC and Marvel could probably take that hit. Oh yeah, for yeah. for an indie comic, especially creator. Marvel, it's Disney. Yeah, no. dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> Like, dude, like, really, man? So, <laughs> that to me, man, when you created your own thing, like an indie book, you know, it takes probably two people, three people to get it done, maybe four. 
we're talking about the art, the writer, the artist, the inker, the colorist, and the letterer. Five people, just in case, if it's five. You're actually taking away from them, the, the, taking their money away from them, the work that they put in. I think that's not yeah. right, man. So, I mean, what do you think about that? As far as, is it okay to pirate? Yeah, is it okay books? to do it? Yeah. I mean, the comic books are so accessible today without having to do something. I mean, you look at a service like DC Universe. I don't have it, but it's eight bucks a month, and you can read almost every DC book. Uh, You also have Marvel Unlimited. Right. Same thing for Marvel. They don't have, like, shows on there, but you can read the whole – it's a six-month delay, the whole back catalog of Marvel stuff, and you were about to say Comixology, right, Amos? Yeah, I got that myself. Yeah, Comixology, you got Marvel, DC, and you have a ton of indie books and image books and all kinds of publishers out there. Is it right to pirate comic books? Absolutely not. I mean, every convention, major comic book convention you go to, there'll be the comic book legal defense fund there. Right, yeah. And you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, talking Some about. of our listeners do, too, because I know this is a comics-heavy audience, but... They'll sell a book kind of marked up, like they would sell Watchmen that you could get in another booth for twenty bucks, but they'll sell it signed by Dave Gibbons for like fifty. They'll mark it up, and they put that money to prevent comic book piracy. It's sad when it's a instance like this gentleman here, where he really could have been a. If ninety thousand people would have bought that book, which they wouldn't have, but still, let's say thirty thousand would buy it. Right. That would be huge sales for any comic book, let alone an indie book. I mean, we could be talking about the next big hit, the next Walking Dead, the next saga, the next. Just, in the just blank, imagine but. he's you know, just imagine he's you know a book itself these days of four dollars, give or take, you know, so four dollars, yeah. so four dollars times thirty, man, that's a lot of money for one person to do for his book. And this was ninety thousand, right? Yeah, ninety thousand plus reads. He said, man. So if that, just think about that, man. You want to do the math. You For know. reference, like Bat- Batman is the number one selling book usually. It goes back and forth between Batman, Spider-Man, and whatever event Marvel's doing. Right. And it's a, at, at most, that's 180,000 copies a month. Right. So this is half of that. See? I mean, See? It, it's sad, but the generation that you and I grew up in, which was the Napster, Kazaa, yeah. Bay, yeah. I mean, that, that was a big part of our generation was and it doesn't make it right it doesn't excuse it but many of us use those sites to to because we didn't have a choice we didn't have an income we that's why to me if pirating is never right but if you're somebody who has the means to buy these books buy them shame on shame on you're you for pirating it oh go to a library i think it's different when there's i think it's different when it's like a a 15-year-old who doesn't work, who wants to read this book, powers it. it doesn't make it right, but it makes it more understandable as opposed to a, a 32-year-old who's a manager at Best Buy and can afford these books or something. You know, like, that's absolutely wrong. But pirating's never right, but especially for an indie book. Uh, so, yeah. yes, it sucks. I hate that for the guy. I don't know him. I don't know his work. Of course, I know who Donnie Cates is. Oh, we know but, who he is, you know. But, yeah. You know, he was defending it, man. Like, y'all need to, I mean, go ahead, you know, go to your libraries, man. Go, you know, go on, the, like you said, these services like DC, or, I mean, DC or Marvel Unlimited. You know, they, they are cheap, you know. And I, I totally agree. But good with on Donnie Cates for sticking up for that guy. He probably oh, yeah. doesn't even know the guy. 
Hey, maybe not, but man, he, you know? he's very vocal on Twitter, man. As I, I'm because I follow him on Twitter, like, damn, it was so much going on. And but then it goes back to the point of this when I was growing up, and I, I probably tell this story a lot. The story a lot is that when I was growing up, you had the books in your grocery stores, right, at the newsstand, at the rep, the, yeah. the spinner rack. That's where I got my first comic book. It right. was the issue of Detective Comics at Food Line. That's what I'm saying. So you just go there, you pick it up. And this is when I did not have a local comic book shop near me. I didn't have that. What I had to do, I had to go into those, com- those pages of that book and go through a list because you had uh, shops like Mile High Comics. You had um, East Coast Comics. I had to kind of order my books, man. Like Midtown way. Comics. Was yeah, Midtown, yeah, Midtown Comics. So uh, I had to order through that. I had to like ask mom, no, hey mom, I need to get this, mom, I need to get this. No, I don't have the money, so I had to use my allowance, whatever four or five dollars at the time. I had to use it, you know. So come, yeah. that time, books was like one twenty-five when I was growing up as a kid. <laughs> one dollar. Yeah, they were like a dollar fifty, a dollar seventy-five when I bought my first issue, and they're four to seven bucks now. Though that's ridiculous. Yeah, but. so I understand the the. The, the 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 of it of it the stand the buying it and not buying it want to read it for free what but like you said it's a difference if you are like a thirty year old person who got a steady job and you still doing this shit go ahead and buy it you know and, <laughs> and if you if you just like like you said a teenager it's hard to come by I get it but you also got parents you no know, mostly parents who all can't afford it could give their kids the little allowance <laughs> you know I've seen it at the shops you know. These kids going in there with like three or four dollars and five dollars and a chain and can't just buy one book. Yeah, that's the problem though with the generation like right before us, man. It's like instant gratification. You and I remember the world without the internet. These yeah. kids don't. I know I sound like an old man, but they think everything should be right there at their fingertips, and it's not. They want to take it or get pissed off. One of the two and entitlement. Uh, that's the word. It is. That's the word. I know. We're all. That's another subject. That's another subject, man. I'm not going to get into that. But I would tell you this. I am thankful that I have a job that allowed me to enjoy the things that I enjoy. You know, I could buy my comic books. I don't have to buy them all the time, but the ones I enjoy, I'm very thankful for that. See how I go back to what I'm thankful for? So, yeah. so I'm going to tell you what I'm thankful for because you promised we could talk about something on this podcast. And I'm not going to let for? you go. What's that? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm thankful for, you know, my wife, my daughter. We're expecting our second kid in March, a boy. We're going to name him Harrison. So I'm ex- thankful for all that. But on a like selfish, like fun note, being thankful for, I'm thankful for something that I've heard your boy, our uh, podcasting friend, Brian Silverback's talking about. Right. And that is AEW All Elite Wrestling. Oh, yes. I, yes. I, so, have you watched any of this? I'm just curious. No, I have not. I, I heard okay. about it only through internet. That's about it. I had not. So, I was a huge wrestling fan. So, I'm 32 years old. The Monday Night Wars were when I was in middle school and high school. Right. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the, the NWO. The Rock, Goldberg, like Triple H, you all those guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, don't, don't get me wrong. I was watching it during the Attitude Era. I used to watch it. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm not too far off, man. I used I used to love watching it back then, but I don't watch yeah. it right now. See, that's the exact same way I was. I was like, okay, it kind of goes. Here's a comparison to that in game thing. It's like after in game superhero movies just can't do it because it's just that was such a high. 
And I was always like, okay, nothing's going to be as good as the Monday Night Wars era between WCW and WWF because WWE now, because they were constantly trying to one-up each other. That's right. And there's been some promotions here and there, like TNA, Impact Wrestling, that they really couldn't compete, excuse me. But AEW is owned by Tony Khan, who is the son of Shad Khan, a billionaire owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is a... Yeah, so who is a huge wrestling fan, uh, Tony is, the son of Shad Khan, and obviously born rich, we'll talk about entitlement, but uh, <laughs> he, along with uh, Cody, Rose, Cody, Cody Rhodes, uh, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. they wanted to start this company called All Elite Wrestling. They did some shows, but they wanted to make it legitimate. They wanted their own cable show, so they were able to put in a deal with uh, TNT, which is where Nitro used to come I on back that, in the day, yeah. and they are it's it's not it's got the good stuff of WCW without the bad stuff. I feel like they treat it like it's a legitimate sport, which is something that as much as I love stuff like Stone Cold and DX, like you knew it was entertainment. But with WCW and their announcers, as bad as, now toward the end, it was just a train wreck. But when they were rolling. It felt so real. It felt like I was watching football or basketball or baseball or something. You watch WWE, it's, they make it clear this is entertainment. Hell, yeah. it's in the name, right? It's yeah, uh, the name, yeah. The, World Wrestling entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, it is a name. They're not even trying to pretend like it's a sport. They know what they are. But it was so, like you said, it was so entertaining when you had like the Rock and Stone Cold doing their promos and you know, back and forth. And, you know, I was reading that they actually did theirs from the hip, from just from whatever. But nowadays they are scripted though. Some of the guys who do their promos, they gotta read it. I mean read it from a script, but those guys They're like, over scripted. They over scripted. Yeah, so back in the day it wasn't like that yeah, so it's a big difference, man. But I'm thankful for this because it for the first time since I was in middle school like i feel like i have to watch wrestling like dynamite came out which is the name of their wednesday night show october 6th i haven't missed a show i even ordered their pay-per-view amos that was 50 dollars. oh no you did yes i did wwe full gear and it was totally worth every penny Uh, just a fantastic show i mean their two biggest stars are chris jericho which you know and then john moxley who is dean ambrose I know Dean Ambrose. Uh, from, but, oh. man, what they've done with his character in AEW, they've really just – I mean, he was over, to use a wrestling phrase, in WWE, but he he is, like, one of the faces of the company in AEW. So $50 and, to use on a pay-per-view, huh? $50 could have gotten an omnibus. <laughs> just that could have got you five months of WWE <laughs> Network. <laughs> I'm, I'm, good. I'm good. But the thing is, Amos, like, less is more. I mean, like, a, uh, WWE has, like, 14 pay-per-views a year. So uh, maybe more than that. Where AEW has one a quarter. So they make you want it. And it's great for the business of wrestling and wrestling's fans because there's competition. There's another legitimate option other than WWE, so it's pushing WWE to really try, which makes them better. And AEW is just trying to prove itself. But I don't know. I just been so into it. Well, you know My what? They need competition. Like, though. Doesn't hate it. Yeah, but they need competition. You know, back in the day, you had 
WWF at the time. Then you had NWA. Then you had the other ones. And that was competition. Yeah. It's up until then Vince McMahon bought them out early in the early two uh, thousands. You know, ECW. I have WCW. such mixed feelings on yeah. Vince McMahon, dude. Yeah. Like, so no, you know what no we need to do? We need to get we need me, you, and Brian on to talk about. We need to do it like after the next AEW pay per view or something. We need to just talk. You don't even have to watch it. I'm sure he will because he he's all about some wrestling. If you follow him on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that talk to Brian about that probably tomorrow, dude. Maybe he have to come over here one day, and I call you up and we talk about it. When is the next AEW um, yeah. pay per view? It's gonna be a while. It's gonna be late February, I think. Okay. At this point, they haven't announced it yet, so it'll be. It'll be sometime after the Super Bowl, okay. I imagine. But yeah, I'm think and I, I'm thankful for that. But I mean, there is so many things to be thankful for, man. 2019's been a good year in some respects, a bad year in others. Just like I'm sure everybody else feels. But you know, I'm blessed to have the family that I have and the job that I have, and uh, for my daughter and wife. So, All right, there yeah. you go. And like I said, I'm very thankful for what I for what I have going on right now. My family, although I'm I'm eight hours away, but I have family here in Atlanta. I'm so thankful and grateful for them. So, and you know, that's that's about it for me. You know, for 2019. You know, so that's it. That's about it. So, that, let's be clear. This isn't your only podcast left in 2019. That's no, just it no, for no, a bunch of things. Just, just for a bunch of things right now, not for my podcast, man. I mean, I'm. I'll probably right now to be episode eighty. I'm about to try to do all oh, about hundred before the year end. So I'm at eighty three. Oh, wow. I'm at eighty three right now. You gotta do something big for a hundred. Speaking of eighty three, I got one more thing I'm thankful for. What's that? It's a pro wrestling podcast. It's called Eighty Three Weeks with Eric Bischoff. You remember Eric Bischoff? I remember Eric Bischoff WCW. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. He ran WCW. He created the NWO, which was a great storyline, but they ran it into the ground. Oh, they did. And uh so he's on there with Conrad Thompson, who's like a wrestling wrestling official. I said you hear my southern wrestling. He's a wrestling <laughs> aficionado. 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 And they, uh, so they go through all the behind the scenes stuff, like they'll pick a topic, like a certain pay-per-view or nitro or like they did Bret Hart and WCW. And so I listened to an episode and I was like, Oh my God, I'm hooked. And I went Amos and I downloaded 55 episodes to listen to the back catalog. So wow. I'm like a, a year behind, but I, I'm, I've been catching up slowly, but surely have you ever done that with the podcast? Like you liked it so much that you went and downloaded the back episodes. Yeah, I tried to man. Well, there's so much out there. That's what I'm saying. Just downloading every damn thing. <laughs> but see, like most podcasts, like yours and my podcast, they're very topical, which are good in the moment, and they're fun to go back and listen to sometimes. But like, there's certain podcasts like that that's evergreen. You know, that they're just talking about stuff that happened 20 years ago. So it doesn't matter if you listen to it when they do it or 15 years later. It's well, still going to be Stone Cold does that too, though. I mean, on his podcast. yeah, he has his own podcast, and it's good. I've listened before. The Steve Austin show is pretty good. Yeah. I was always more of a WCW guy, right. uh, which kind of broke my heart when they. WWF bottom and that's that really torn of wrestling until now. But it was fun to go back and watch it. It was fun to go watch it on YouTube. I used to I, I go back shit, on yeah. YouTube and watch that shit, man. It's so fun. They took all my crap off though. A lot of it because they want you to buy WWE Network. Oh, uh, okay. 
Well, you know, I, I, it was kind of fun for storyline when they did the what was the invasion they did at the time. But yeah, uh, you know that's what that's what it was back in the day. So that's what it is. So Brad, like I said, man, always a pleasure you talking on my podcast and having you on here, man. I'm sorry if I talked for too long. I know we was trying to do we were trying to do a shorter show since it's a holiday. Yeah, because I'm I trying to get some turkey. Myself. I'm trying to get some turkey, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so man, for all my listeners out there, how can people find you and what social media, what podcast they need to listen to? The best way to find my old episodes now is to go to YouTube. Just search "Confirmed Epic Podcast." Every episode's on there. And then, of course, on Twitter at the real Brad Bell, D R E E L Brad Bell, and T H Epic for the old episodes as well. All right, good, good, good. So for me, you can check me out at justbeingamers.com and every social media thing I have is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just being an